but up, but up, but up. A podcast, but up, but up, but up. With parents, but up, but up, but up. Who think they're really funny, but up, but up, but up. You decide, but up, but up, but up. You share it, but up, but up, but up. You listen all through the night. have moved to this neighborhood because we're, I mean, it's just beautiful up here, but then we've become friends with Emily and Patrick and they are, I mean, I think we will agree that they're really fabulous and it's like, wow, this is so awesome that we found these people, you know, late in life, you know, where you, we move to a neighborhood or whatever and you're like, oh my God. And it's been very funny to talk to Emily and get to know Emily and just like her growing up and she talks, she just like talks endlessly like we do. So it's like fabulous. She was telling me that, I, I don't know where we were. She pointed out a house maybe and she was like, you know, the back of that house had a bunny hutch when I was growing up. My point in bringing this up is like you meet new friends and they tell you some weird shit. What's so a bunny hutch? A bunny hutch is like, like I imagine it looks like, it, I mean it does, it looks like almost like a train table. But has so the table and then a second layer with a roof on it, so it's covered. But it, the sides are open. It's very small. It's meant for bunnies. Do you follow what I'm saying? I can't see your face. It's just a cage. No, like it's a not. It's not. It's not enclosed. It's like on a carport. Essentially, but it's raised up. It's got a floor and then it's got the roof. Can you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. It's like this. It's this table actually. Like a treehouse. Yeah. So, fort. she was talking about bunny hutches, and this is like a thing. It's actually a thing in our neighborhood, that apparently a lot of people have bunny hutches. What and, is the purpose? Well, you could have your own bunny live in the bunny hutch, and the roof prevents it from being taken by hawks and other predators that will just eat that motherfucking bunny. And then, I guess, like, wild bunnies will seek shelter in the bunny hutch. And then... You potentially could slaughter them and eat them. Oh, wow. Big 180 at the end there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. This is unbelievable. And it brought back a memory for me that, David, when my parents bought their house, there was a bunny hutch behind no way. the garage. Yes. You finally realized that that's what it was? Yes. Or they you know were eating time? bunnies. You think your mother was? No, 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 no. The, the prior owners. Oh, yeah. Bunny eaten people. Didn't we learn that one of your sisters had like a friend that ate bunnies in their backyard on like they would games? catch they would catch them in the garage. Yeah. And squirrels. Really need squirrel too? I believe so, yes. And farmer's cheese. A lot of farmer's <laughs> cheese. And patchouli. And and a lot of well, no, that was my sister Alex. She was like I mean, I think she actually bathed in patchouli oil. I mean, you don't fucking bathe in oil. That's a bad idea. Because if that heats up, then you're just frying yourself. <laughs> Patchouli fried halloumi. Or Farmer's Alex. Cheese. Or Alex, if it's the way she bathed in it. Um, so, yeah. So, it was just, it's been funny to talk to her where I'm like, oh, wow, that's one hell of a thing I never thought about before in my whole life. That's so sad. Like, you could be sweet to the bunny. You can make sure the bunny isn't killed by a predator, or you can just murder the bunny yourself. Yes, yeah. You choose yeah. what you yeah. want this for. I mean, when you're in a recession, you do all sorts of things, and there are a lot of wild bunnies in this neighborhood. There are a lot of bunnies. Right, but if you painted this hutch, you would put on the roof something like 
funny, seek shelter here because I'm going to kill you. Yes, of course. Well, the the roof of the bunny hutch. Fox, get away. Right. The roof of the bunny hutch has like either scary big eyeballs drawn on it to scare away the hawks or like X's with a circle around it. Be like, no hawks, no, you cannot have the bunnies. And then you're really right there ready to kill the bunnies. Right, you are the hawk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. So, yeah. I so mean, we got to keep our eyes out for bunny hutches. And you know what I bet happens? I bet when a house goes on the market and the realtor was like, you know what, before we put an open house together or we're going to list this thing, you got to get rid of that bunny hutch. You're giving yourselves away <laughs> bunny killers. Like, you don't want that. Nobody I, wants to live in a house where a bunny killer lived. I don't think I ever knew growing up as a child that bunnies were in backyards. Where did you think bunnies lived? Like in the woods. Which they do. Do they? You think I mean, bunnies are those completely, are hairs. You think bunnies are completely suburban and urban animals? I do. Or rural. I thought they lived in barns. And that sort oh, of thing. bunnies live in barns. Never would have thought that. I think they just go around eating people's vegetables. They're like Peter fucking Rabbit. That's right, yeah, they live on, that's on a farm. That's the one scenario in which bunnies live <laughs> on a farm. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember bunnies in the yard at my mother's growing up. But when we lived on Anderson and now we live here, it's like bunny fest. I mean, and they procreate like a bunnies. Yeah, I mean, just... 80 years ago, some girl's got to release her two pet bunnies and then she wreaked havoc. Right, so right. So bunnies will take over the right. world. I mean, we have to eat them. It's actually like, we have to do this to save our race. <laughs> eat the bunnies. So, yeah. So anyway, it's been it's been very interesting to, to hear her stories, as I said. And, you know, it's just, I just love talking to people. I love hearing these, like, crazy things. You're like, not even crazy, just really, really interesting. Because it's not your life. It's like... Right. Holy crap, I never even thought of that. And I, I love it. I love it so much. I don't know why I'm going on and on about this, but. When we were in London and we took the kids to so many museums, I mean, I, I don't even know how many there were, but part of what we went to go see were I guess maybe it was just the place in Bath. Um, like a restored home. Like, let's take it back to 1779 and you'll get to see what it was like to live in Bath at this period of the world. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they brought everything back. Like, they try to match the wallpaper, the rugs. So these, these um, what are they called? Like, recreations or... Like what Colonial Williamsburg is. What is that called? It has a name. Yeah, it's a... Um... It's like reenactment. A reenactment, but that's not the name of it. It's got like a name, like a reenactment village or something. Reenactment right. Historical. Historical, historic village, maybe, whatever. So we took them to this thing, and they were like, or to all these museums, and they were such good sports, and I think they really actually quite enjoyed it. Like it was, and I remember my dad, when my parents got divorced, my dad would take us all over the place, and he would just run us ragged trying to entertain us. and he didn't want to go to kid things. It was like not going to happen ever. So I remember him taking us to the Wadsworth Athenaeum, which is an incredible art museum in Hartford. I remember being in love with this art museum. And I, and I was 
11. I mean, I thought it was so cool. And it was all, you know, it's not modern art. It's classical art. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And um, so I remember that so vividly. And then I remember him taking us to Old Sturbridge Village, which is like a mini Williamsburg in Massachusetts. Have you been there? No, no. Um, and I loved it. I loved the whole dress up and period costumes and getting to see the architecture and the way these people lived and way more realistic than a Regency romance novel. And But turned you on just the same. I was too I mean I guess maybe it did. So I was gonna say it was too little. Um, this is where my sister Alex got the idea that she's gonna run a farm and people are gonna pay to churn butter because we would go to Old Sturbridge Village and you know just think this was the coolest thing. But when my dad would take us on these trips, like these little drives, because it was always like in one day, we would go in his two-door Nissan Sentra. And it was four children and my father. And my dad is no small man. So he's in his two-door Nissan Sentra, which is no bigger than like, I mean, they didn't even make cars as small. A Neo Geo? It was like a, it's like a Ford Fiesta, but like a little bit flatter. Like the roof is squeezed down a little bit. So it's even tighter as a cloud car. And my brother would demand shotgun all the time. So it's a two-door car. So you have to do the whole thing where you flip the seat forward and the person has to climb awkwardly into the back seat. And you almost have to throw yourself into the back seat. And my brother would call shotgun all the time and then we would all fight. Like, you had it last time. And then, <laughs> and then whoever would try to be getting into shotgun, I swear to God, my brother would just spend a solid five minutes flipping the seat forward. You know, so you're trying to get in. He keeps flipping the lever and pushing the seat forward. Flipping the lever and pushing the seat pushing forward. forward. Pushing it forward? Yeah, so he's in the back seat now. He's been relegated to the back seat. Oh, okay. I've won. I've okay. won the front seat. So, so as I'm, as I'm trying... <laughs> Trying to get in, he's just lifting the lever and pushing the seat forward. He's lifting, such a dick. Such a dick. And so, I have such judgment about two door cars. If a person's driving a two door car, I think they're trash. I just, I see two door. I think you're so cheap and fucking you're trash. You need to buy a two door <laughs> BMW because I think. Whoever's got to get in that back seat or into the front seat where there's a dickhead like my brother in the back is fucked. Two-door cars that suck. that people care about that. They like how streamlined the two-door looks. It doesn't look streamlined. It looks stupid. It looks so stupid. And they're not really worried about having a douchebag <laughs> sibling. God, was such an asshole. Annoy his siblings. Oh, my God. What an asshole. Um, yeah. My dad called his Nissan Sentra, his touring coupe. <laughs> so he would be like, let's head out to the touring coupe. Uh, and we would go off on these little jaunts, the four of us and my dad crammed into this car. Um, oh, it was so epic. But I just remember, I remember that so vividly and happily. Like that was fun. It was yeah, so sure. fun to go to these new places and see these things that my, again, my dad, it was, it was mostly about what, he wanted to do, but but we all like you know went along with it. But well, I'm glad you remembered the you remember everything. You, you remember the museum and the car. Oh my god, it was so crazy. And look where you ended up with a car phone. 
What do you mean with a car phone? Saying you were in, you started out in love with two-door cars, and now... Oh, yeah, you're right. You're so you right. All the way yeah. The car yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Um, so... Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. If you just can't get enough of us, check us out on Instagram at Fully Functional Parents. Please and thank you.